0: All right. Now we're time. Now it's time for the quest, right? The quest for the perfect self equalizing anchors. So I'm gonna call this category um, load sharing, kind of a little newer name um, for what we traditionally called a self equalizing anchor. So there's definitely been a lot of questing for this. You know, once again, equalization. So, better load sharing, more predictable load sharing is number one on people's lists when I ask them what they want an anchor to do in terms of a concept, right? That's not always something that may not always be the number one thing you need on your list for a particular anchor, but that's oftentimes what people cite as one of their primary concepts of anchoring is some sort of load sharing. Well, self equalizing anchors. I'll tell you right now, there's no perfect system. Nothing equalizes perfectly. And I mentioned this earlier in another podcast because of inherent frictions in, in our systems, you know, the inherent friction in systems that we're never gonna get true perfect equalization, but we can get closer to it. And more predictable is the word I like to use. So this thing about self-equalizing anchors. So the classic old school one is a magic X, right? So having a sling, right? Hooking the two bolts, for example, and then you pull that, the middle strand down between the two bolts and then you, as you come down and connect it with the lower sling, you know, you make that little twist and then you clip into those two points and then there you got it. You got the Magic X, right? Awesome. The other system that is in this category is the quad, right? Kind of a newer adaptation of, of that concept of trying to find some better load sharing. But, back to that magic X, super classic, right? so you put you clip it in and then you pull on the master point. Now the master point's not as well defined you know that's one problem with it, you know, but if you pull on this direction, it loads and you have equal equal loading on each point, let's say we have two bowl anchor, and if you slide it over here, everything slides over, and you still have equal loading on each anchor point, right? Awesome, we solved the problem unfortunately it's not true, so with magic x's right depending on the material can make a big difference here, but one thing that happens is there's binding in the material. So if you're using flat material like webbing, you know, you're know you going to have so much binding where the, the carabiner's clipped that things aren't going to slide very well at all, especially once there's some load on them. Cord tends to work a little bit better because cord oftentimes sits next to each other, but unfortunately cord will kind of cross itself there too sometimes, which pinches it and then binds it, but cord does work a little better. But Right there, once again, that's just the, there's, the, there's the theoretical idea of some of this stuff, and then the reality of how it actually works. And the reality is that a magic X works OK, but not great. You know I think things like little Dyneema runners, and I haven't done any studying with this one, like I haven't done any testing my own with this could work better because, A, they're, they're thin and B. There's a lot of Dyneema exposed, and we all know that Dyneema is an inherently slippery material, so therefore it reduces the friction. So it might actually have better predictable load sharing, but there's still that piece of material on top of material crossing each other. So unfortunately, the Magic X is, you know, it works, but it doesn't work great for equalization. Now... The nice thing about Magic X is that it's really quick, right? It doesn't take a lot of material. It's really fast. Now, some people will say, well, it's not redundant. Well, we talked about redundancy in different podcasts, so redundancy is a component of strength. So if I have you know, an anchor system that's completely strong, let's say two bolts once again, and I use a Magic X, right? Is it strong? Absolutely. Magic X is really strong. So when I did a bunch of pull tests at Sterling you know, with Magic Xs and quads, Just a 2-point Magic X with a loop of cord—I didn't do things with with webbing, but I did with cord—was the strongest configuration, right? So the only knot in that system was the knot that tied the loop together. It wasn't a sewn loop. But we were taking a 2-point Magic X with like 7-mil nylon cord, and things were breaking at like 38 kilonewtons with with high-tenacity tech cords like Sterling Power Cord. We broke steel carabiners. We were, things were failing at 46 kilonewtons. I mean, it was incredibly strong. It's so strong. So it's, there's no problem with strength there, right? Now, some people say, well, geez, if you cut the sling in a Magic X, you're going to lose the whole system. That's true. Now, but once again, you need something that can cut it. So if, if the Magic X is just hanging in space and there's no edges, then there's no cut issue. It's totally fine. No problem, right? If it's just laying on flat granite and there's no edges, It's totally fine. If there's a sharp edge there, why am I choosing to use that system right there? And I have to really think about that. Now, some people will say, oh, well, you can just use two slings, right, together to make the magic X. But once again, what are we doing there? We're adding friction. So we're trying to make it more redundant in terms of multiple strands, right? So if we cut one, we have another one, but we're losing the equalization part, which is sometimes why we want to use that system, right? And we're using more material because we're using two slings. So it's like, oh, well, why are we, we should just build a different system if we're really worried about some intrusion of an edge to cut this material um, and if we still want to kind of utilize some kind of better equalization. So interesting thing. Now we can have – we also have extension. You know, We talked about that in another podcast. Like, oh my god, we got extension. So we, we can deal with that. We can add limiting knots, right? Awesome. So we could add a limiting knot on one side of the anchor. Let's just say a two-bolt anchor, for example, two-point anchor. Cool. So we can limit on one side. We don't necessarily need to limit on the other side. But if we put limiting knots on both sides, we potentially have our fully redundant system in terms of you have to cut multiple strands, right, to actually lose that system, especially at the master point, because now between the two knots, the X and the other strand are isolated. But most people use little Dyneema runners, right? and what do we know about Dyneema? It's slippery, I already mentioned that. So if we put two little overhand knots in there and we have something fail, so we're thinking about kind of catastrophic failure here, don't you think that Dyneema runner is just going to slide through that little overhand knot and pull out? Probably a reasonable chance of that. So I think the two knots in Dyneema like just just as a you gotta make it redundant by putting two knots in is a little bit silly um, because for one reason there's a good chance it's just going to slip through anyway. If something does get cut on one side, so now you're just loading one side. It could pull through because um, that's not a lot of knot. And we know Dyneema is really slippery. Two, the other thing that's interesting is, especially with Dyneema, is that anytime we add knots into Dyneema, it significantly weakens it. So, for example, when I was at Sterling and Sterling Rope, and we were pulling Magic X's to failure, right? So two-point Magic X's, and we would we would do just a loop of material that was tied together with a double fisherman's knot and pulled that. And like I said, with power cord at the upper end, it was like 46 kilonewtons that they were failing at, so 40 to 46 kilonewtons. Now, then we added overhand knots, two overhand knots, right, in the system and pulled it then. Well, guess what? When we did that, the range was 20 kilonewtons. So on the low end of pulling those systems apart, with knots in the system, we lost 20 kN of strength. Based on just adding these knots in, right? With this cord, so is it still is 26 kN still strong? Absolutely, but once again, that's with brand new material. If you've got older slings, and that wasn't with Dyneema, that was with a Technora core. So, in, in a thicker cord versus a th- super tiny Dyneema. So how much strength are we really losing with those Dyneema slings by adding these knots in? So we're thinking we're adding some benefit in there by making the system redundant, quote-unquote, but we're reducing the strength of the material quite a bit, and you know, there's no guarantee that if we have some catastrophic failure that that system's not going to pull apart because of those knots being so small, and if we have actually a strand cut, we might pull through... um, those knots with that dynema. So it's kind of an interesting concept to think about. I, it kind of makes me nervous seeing those real thin cords with really tight little knots into them because it really does weaken them quite a bit, um, which is kind of crazy. And then think about material that's a little bit older. Maybe your, your slings are three years old now and have been through a lot of abuse. So, you know, how much more is that going to reduce the strength of that system? So that's kind of an interesting thing right there as well. But, you know... I still use the Magic X pretty regularly because um, it's fast and easy. And sometimes I use it like, for example, with a three-point anchor. It's a really poor way of trying to bring a three-point anchor together if you want any equalization at all. Or if you want a really well-defined master point. Um, there's just so much material going on there. It's such a weird little master point. But why would I use that? Sometimes I use it when I'm in a situation where I have three good anchor points that are really close together and good quality rock, but my anchor is a little bit lower than I want. So I'm trying to like, maximize my height. So I'm less concerned about equalization and more because the anchor points are so good, but I'm more concerned of not having my master point drop as low as, po- as possible. So I'll, I'll use a you know three-point um, Magic X just to keep things really tight and neat. Right and, and close, and maybe I'll burn a carabiner as a master carabiner in that, just so we can all clip to that like a rigging plate. Um, so sometimes I actually will use that system because it's more efficient in terms of spacing and use of material. But that's more important to me than the equalization part, right? So it's all about understanding what you want the anchor to do, and then building the system that does what you want to do. So choosing the right system for the job. Um, so Magic X, you know, still really viable. It still can be used. It works okay but not perfectly in the field at all. Um, It can be really strong, especially without knots, but we can add knots to mitigate extension, right? But we do have to think about what those knots do to the material that we're tying in. Cord, not as much of a big deal. Tiny Dyneema runners, a little bit more of a big deal. Um, But yeah, kind of an interesting concept. But then we go into the quad anchor, right? So that's definitely an anchor that's gained a lot of popularity in the last several years. And I have to admit, the first time I saw that anchor, I was like, "What is this piece of junk? It is just weird. I don't and what's going on here?" And you know, I've come to really, really embrace that anchor um, quite a bit, and I really like it, and it does a lot of really wonderful things for us. But think about the quad is, if you're unfamiliar with it, think about having a cordelette, for example, and it's tied into a big loop, and then you just double that loop, right? And then you tie an overhand knot or a figure eight knot kind of on each end of that doubled loop. So therefore, you kind of have two clipping points on either side of those knots. And then in between those knots, you have four strands, hence the quad. Well, we want to clip some of those strands to be our master point. Now, let's once again go to a two-point anchor, right? Got the quad clipped in. Old school would be clip three, leave one out. So like the Magic X, the reason why we had the X is that if you had an anchor point fail that you wouldn 't lose a whole system because now the carabiner is actually trapped within the sling versus just clipping over the, the two strands of the sling and then the carabiner could just slide through um, the sling could slide through the carabiner once again if you had an anchor point failure so that 's why the x is there it keeps the the actual master point carabiner or your clipping carabiner. Into that system. Now, with a quad, if you just clipped all four strands, same thing could happen. If, it, if a anchor point failed, you know it would, the, co- the cordlet would just like slide off the carabiner that you're hanging on off of. Um, and That's no good. So if you clip into three strands, right, that means you're inside of a little pocket there, and therefore you you would still stay in that pocket if you had a, a point fail. Now, this is the interesting part. So. Why do people use quads? People use quads because they're like, oh, it must equalize better than a Magic X because there's no X. There's no twisting in the material. It's just a carabiner running on material. Well, the thing is, what I found at Sterling when I was doing equalization testing with quads and Magic X is that the quad doesn't actually equalize that much better than a Magic X. Almost, They're almost the same Except the quad does it more predictably because there's, there's really not that binding issue that you have with the Magic X. where material on top of material, so it does move more predictably from one side to the other, but it doesn't move perfectly. You're still going to get unequal loading on anchor points, even on a two-point anchor. And I just mentioned this in the, in, the, in the podcast about sequential anchors. The short leg, if you have two anchor points, like a high bolt and a low bolt, the low bolt, even with a quad or a magic act, is still going to take more loading than the high bolt it's like 60/40 is what it 's like 60 40s what we kind of consistently got. We got to a point when we were we were pulling things and we 'd see everything slide move, and there was some sort of equalization and then it got to a point where the, the friction in the system just override the ability for things to adjust and then it would just it would just stall out at a certain equalization and that would be it and then we added more load to see if we could overcome the friction and it would just it was still the same it would just stall out roughly in the same um, percentages, and like, oh, there it is. It doesn't really pull. And then we added a pulley into the system, so we added a pulley into the quad versus just clipping into the carabiner, and it equalized almost perfectly because we reduced the friction at that point of where the cord meets the carabiner, so we added a pulley there, and it worked almost perfectly. So it really is the friction in the system that makes these systems not equalized perfectly, but the quad definitely equalized more predictably. But on that note, back to the 3-in-1 the concept... Well, three and one, right? What happens when you have three strands in your carabiner? You have more friction, right? So kind of newer school is to clip two and two. So you isolate two strands versus three, and then you just clip the two. Now, you have less inherent friction because there's less material in there. And once again, most of us will probably clip our carabiner into the anchor and then flip it over so it's easier to access it. Well, when we flip it over, we typically have the wide end out towards us and the narrow end towards the anchor. Well, if we have the narrow end towards the anchor and then we cluster all the rope into there, it's going to make it more friction because it's just binding in there. So even little things like that can make a slight difference. Um, so when you're like Dick, but three is better than two, it's stronger Absolutely. Three strands are better than two strands in terms of strength. Now, I tested cordelette, six millimeter nylon cordelette, seven millimeter nylon cordelette, and then six millimeter power cord from Sterling. And we tested the six millimeter nylon quad anchors, clipping three strands and clipping two strands. When we were clipping two strands with six millimeter nylon, we were still getting breaking strength in like the mid 20 kn range, which is a lot, right? When we we're clipping three, you know, we were getting breaking strengths in the higher 20s and low 30s. So two strands already meets our full strength requirement. So we're done there. Awesome. When I was using 7 mil, two we didn't even bother pulling um, quads with 7 mil and power cord with three strands clipped because it was so strong with two that we didn't need it. So with two strands of 7 mil nylon, you know, the quads were breaking at like 35kn, 36kn. With the power cord, it was more like... 38 to 40 KN. So, so much strength. So that means we can actually have two and two. So by dropping that one strand out, so we're now in just a two strands in the carabiner, we are reducing some friction. And that's, once again, the reason why we're using that system is to have better equalization to reduce the friction and not having the X in there. So let's drop as much friction as we can. We still have two strands, so it's still super strong. It's still redundant in terms of cutting. Awesome. And then if you had that situation where an anchor point fails, right? And then you your master point slides in and to the side of the knot because you're in the pocket, but if the knot pops through, guess what? You're still on two strands versus with three and one and the knot pops through your carabiner, you would be on one strand in that scenario. So what would you rather be on? One strand or two? So if we know two strands um, are strong way strong then we can just clip two the other nice thing about having two strands is that that leaves the other two strands as a separate master point so that becomes nice in terms of user interface so if i'm on a multi-pitch climb and i lead up and i clip into one um, set of two strands in the quad i use the other two to play off of Nice. That way, if someone falls, it doesn't, like, jank, yank me around so much. And then if they, when my second person comes up, they can clip into that other two. So we essentially have our own two master points that are kind of independent of each other um, to clip into. So it's a really nice feature of that, that system. And we have a lot of cool variations that we can do with that. Like, you can make the two, the pockets offset. So you can have two strands that are shorter than other two strands. So you can actually have a little shelf if you want. There's all kinds of different things that people have played with, with quads, to make them um, do variations with them, but it's a great anchor. Uh, and once again, we have those two knots, so we can, we can use those as limiting knots. We can slide them down once again to limit that extension, but we have, we can still have a great range of motion with the quad. We have the benefit of the two independent master points. We do have more predictable load sharing in the field because we don't have a crossing of the material, which is kind of cool. It's super, super strong, right? Now I did add knots into it, right? So think about this you're tying overhand or figure-eight knots, but you're using four strands of material, so the knots are inherently bigger than, say, with the Magic X. You're typically just tying it with two strands of material, so you have the same knot, but with a, a smaller um, radius. And the knots did not affect the strength as much with the quad because we're dealing with larger radius bends in those knots because we're dealing with more material in those knots, right? Versus the, the cordlet. Uh, or excuse me, the the, uh, Magic X when we tied using the same cords we had a much bigger decrease in strength, especially in the high tenacity cords um, you know, the the fancy cords because the knot radiuses were so much smaller in those, because we were only tying with two strands versus four, so that's kind of the interesting thing about the quad, the big knots, even though it's the same knot doesn't decrease the strength quite as much as doing it with the Magic X because there's just more material involved but Quads are really wonderful anchors, and the cool thing is you can tie quads and leave them pre-tied. So I used to tie one, a a micro quad, at a 12 feet of cord, right? So it was when you had it opened up, it was just about the length of a single length runner, so it was perfect for bolts. Now I do that with a a triple length runner, which is just perfect, right? It's like I can just keep that curled up on my harness. It's ready to go. So if I'm just doing lots of ice cream anchors or lots of bolt anchors, I may just carry a couple pre-tied quads and just keep clipping them as I go. Which is really nice, um, or we can you know use our regular cordlets and make them into quads if anchor points are further apart. I've used quads on trees and boulders, right? But once again, as we use thicker and thicker material like anchor lines, the equalization part becomes less because there's just more inherent friction of thicker ropes going through a carabiner than thinner ropes. So, but I've definitely you know tied off to trees and used my cordlet and boulders, you know. And brought some anchor points together using my cordlet, so I still had the thin cords um, to get the maximum benefit of the the load sharing. So it's a great anchor. Definitely um, see it a lot out there now, which is great and a lot in use. And I think there's a lot um, more education about that anchor. But you know, it's it's at this point one of my favorite anchors to use and my go-to anchor for m- almost everything. And then once again, it, because anchors always have different loading than we anticipate, right, that anchor in particular really accommodates for these different directions of loading, um, which is awesome. So definitely an anchor worth using and thinking about in the future.